Hey guys, welcome back to the Actual VR Podcast. I'm your host, Kyle Mann, the owner of Actuality VR. This is the podcast where we give you a behind-the-scenes look at the VR revolution in real time with real professionals. Today, we're joined by friends of the show, Robert Coomber and Julian Messina. They've been on the show before, but today we're talking about a revolutionary way that sound engineers like themselves are using VR for sound design. More on that later. Don't forget, if you've been enjoying this and all of the content we put out, to subscribe on your platform of choice. And with that said, let's go. Wait, we start and we're rolling? Cool. <laughs> What's going on, guys? Hey, dude. Hey. Thanks for coming. You're welcome. Well, we're having you back. You've both been here individually. Mm-hmm. This is the first time we're having you back together. Um, and you guys want to talk a little bit about spatial audio. A little about spatial audio. So we, I mean, we've, yeah. you've done quite a bit of work with spatial audio. Mm-hmm. Um, also, full disclosure, what we're talking about today is not an ad, but we, you guys came across something really cool. Um, and I meant to find the clip, but I think I talked about it when I watched some of the, uh, so before the show, I like kind of went through and looked at it. I think we saw it like two years ago, there was like an introductory or like it, they, they first displayed what it could do. I think it was two years yeah. ago. Well. But I hadn't heard about it since. But you guys, we've been you've been you've been doing it. Yes. You've been we've actually been tabs on it. Yes. So what? So what? What? What have you found out? So tell tell. So for the people that are listening, people that are watching, what are we talking about here? You go ahead. Okay. Um. So we're talking about Deer VR. Uh. For a while. D E A R. Yeah. Not not D's. the hunting not, game. Yeah. Not not a deer, but D E A R. And make sure. D E A R V R. Um. So we've been watching them for a little while, um, really because we've been using Facebook's tools as a way to do spatializing. Mm-hmm. Yes, and they they've worked. I mean, we've gotten jobs done with it, but yeah. it's it's an extraordinary amount of time to put into, you know, not only capturing and editing and mixing for stereo, but then having to you know take objects and draw them all out, and it, mm. it just it's a lot of work. And, you know, really the, the vision was like, you know, what can we, what if we could actually like mix in VR? Like, what would that be like? Yeah. Like, how would that speed up the, and not so much like, you know, yeah. it would be amazing as far as like it looking cool, but more like, can it speed up the workflow? Because there's a lot that you have to do when it comes to like putting on, that was one thing with 360 video in the very beginning when you didn't have a link between Premiere and a headset, or it was very complicated. You would have to like do the edit. Mm-hmm. Then put on the headset, export. take it off, export. Yeah, put right. it on your head, and then right. so that's yeah. is that kind of what you were experiencing with uh, not ex- to to that extent, but like you were having to mix on yeah. the computer and then put on a headset and then exactly yeah. So it's a little similar to that process where all of our editing and mixing and spatializing would be done on a normal two D screen with a mouse mm-hmm. and keyboard, and you can only get so much done and yeah. so much time when you're having to translate a two D screen into like a f- actual three dimensional space uh so we have yeah exactly we've now taken that workflow and have put it into vr so all of that all of that um spatializing leveling doing some basic editing is now done inside of the headset in vr which saves saves so much time yeah yeah Yeah. just getting and that's the best part is like i can start on like pro tools because that's my personal dog choice and fly through my editing and then just export all those audio files and now we're like ready to rock and i can just move things in space so what what is the workflow i mean what before before you found dear vr 
if you can like kind of sum it up, like in what programs were you, like, what's the the step-by-step? Like, what were you, like, how were you moving between, how was that cumbersome? Well, actually, I mean, we can explain it with the project that we all did together recently, which was for Blake's VR project. um, Having been in that world of capturing, it's like we knew what we needed to capture Mm. there in order to implement it through that workflow. Cause we are, we had found dear VR and we're like, okay, we're going to use this to get through this. And then at the end of it too, and we'll discuss it later is, you know, the final implementation, right. um, dealing with yeah. unity and other, and other options like that. So <clears throat> essentially when we were recording, we were getting spot mics of everything, which was, you know, close miking of each of the instruments or his vocals and stuff. And we were also capturing an ambisonics using a tetrahedral microphone, mm-hmm. which we have pictures of that too. Um, and then also a surround array. Uh, of gotcha. five microphones and the reason why we what picture is that yeah which, which picture is i going to pull up for you guys uh so we want to pull up the go ahead and pull up the tetrahedral mic it's that cool looking gold capsule it's in the setup i believe it's three or four we've got we've got pictures for those of you that are listening and not watching uh, we'll try our best to explain a technology and a piece of hardware that doesn't look <laughs> yeah. like anything you've probably ever seen before <laughs> but we're going to do our best um <clears throat> but software wise, like what, what, uh, before dear VR, cause I know you did, you know, we, we're, we're going to get into like the, the nitty gritty. Oh yeah. So for the picture, for those of you, Patrick, did you take this picture? Yep. Is this your picture? I had Patrick, Patrick actually. Yeah. Took this nice. Patrick's in the studio today. He's our team videographer and photographer. Um, <laughs> so he took this amazing picture that you don't get to see if you're just listening, which is why you should watch the YouTube and Facebook. But yeah. what it is, is it's a, uh, looks like a traditional microphone down at the base. You know, you have a part that you hold, but it has this kind of a like how do you even how do you even describe i don't even know how to describe this there's a bunch of microphones five yes. right yeah four. so yes. four so yeah. there's multiple capsules um which are the actual physical microphone pointing in all different directions they're all cardioid yes and cardioid cardioid uh, polar <laughs> pattern that's a pickup pattern yeah so those all all those four uh microphones are facing in all different directions and it's sending all that through that wire oh, that's to, cool. to yeah. our recording software right um and that you can see that so this camera is actually attached right beneath that 360 camera mm-hmm. um so you can record directly from that uh, and it's of that perspective exactly and, and that's yeah, something that's we, what matters that's very intentional like yeah. it had to be right there um to give you oh look at that close-up beautiful <laughs> shot yeah, nice oh man <laughs> wow okay that is a nice looking picture that's a great looking picture yep so as as if if we were to just use that audio from that and, sp- and spatialize that, you know, as you're moving your head around, that audio is from that perspective, and it's giving you like an accurate representation of what sounds are coming at you and whether what other reflections are coming around as well. That's awesome. So we use that as well as a <laughs> um, surround tree, or I, I keep saying surround tree. Uh, it's a surround array. Uh, which we have another picture of as well. That's that's an arrangement of five different microphones. Mm. And the reason why... Oh, yeah, that thing was crazy. Yeah. Oh, yep. There we go. And the reason why we did this was, like, when I record traditionally, like, I, I try and think in layers. Um, mm-hmm. And so knowing that at some point in the future, like, it'd be, we'd probably be getting to mix and surround, I wanted to have a recording that was also recorded in surround. Yeah. So having the flexibility of both the ambisonic for what doing the, the, the ambisonic mix and then also a surround mix, I wanted that option. Yeah. Um, so it's all like, and as you know, it's like thinking way down the road, like how do we put it together and what, what layers do we have? What, what tools do we have? So you yeah. guys set up design 
or I think you you guys had some influences. There's some people out there that have done something similar. Merrick Styles, yeah, from Abbey Road. Sweet, um, a, a bunch of those guys. They had an amazing AES report on that. That's awesome. Isn't that, isn't that great about the community? Like especially yeah, yeah. when you're like learning, <laughs> developing new. Yeah, absolutely. New. Um, so the um, so you guys recorded, so you captured it before mm-hmm. before Dear VR. So you mm-hmm. had all these separate audio files. Yeah. Um, you, from different microphones. Mm-hmm. Yep. What did the workflow look like? Did you then take that into Pro Tools? Do you like what was the workflow to spatialize that to the end? Um, and I say when I ask for like when I say workflow, I mean like the specifics of like what I mean. Were you bouncing around different software? Are you like yeah. going back and forth? And you know, obviously, the Facebook um, Spatial Workstation is not integrated into any like anything like Pro Tools. Now is it, it? Now it is. Though, it is. Which oh, is wow. kind of amazing. Okay. Like, yep. and I only saw that recently because yeah, they, recent. yeah, like you can now create uh, ambisonic tracks within Pro Tools, and they when you actually download Pro Tools, it includes oh, that's the cool. Facebook work. So that's like Metal's uh, when Adobe acquired Metal. Yeah, they, they yeah. incorporated the immersive tools. Into, yeah, so they okay, started exactly. like you know Avid started looking ahead in in that way, which I got to give them credit for. So like you had these tools that you could work with, but again, like it's just too painful of a workflow to be honest because you'll dump hours into you know not only editing and getting things sounding right Mm -hmm. but then you got to like take the time and constantly take the headset on and off trying to like remember the perspective that you were trying to go for Mm -hmm. or things like that and then trying to do the automation you're grabbing you know like a sound object and trying to follow it in time it's just not it's not it, it just it's clunky it's clunky yeah it's really clunky it, it takes a lot of time yeah especially so for example like let's say if, if you're trying to do a car spatialize the sound of a car you might have some wheel sounds the engine sounds some wind sounds off the car mm-hmm. yeah. and trying to take that and move each one of them individually uh with your oh, you know with just yeah. a mouse and keyboard that are you keyframing that out is exactly. that essentially yeah, yeah. exactly so individually and so. like you can consolidate it down to like a mono source or a stereo source but then you start losing that kind of separation and as in early on like the guys from oculus were saying like you know try and get separate sounds and attach them to parts yeah of whatever it is that you're designing like doing sound design for because it, it makes it that much more impressionable so yeah. how is the the workflow that you're experiencing in dear vr how is that how is it alleviating those problems oh a a lot in in fact what 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 makes it so smooth what makes it so smooth is that you know okay so once we've geeked and sound designed everything (laughs) we've got it now in that's outside that's outside of the headset that's just the traditional audio editing that we do for every single piece of audio gotcha yeah just clean up um, so mixing, adding, like doing, working on the mix. Yes, yes exactly. Okay. So once we have that, we can export those, and that's committed. And now we can bring it into our our workstation, which we use Reaper now, uh, and we'll pull up the plugin. And actually, we can we can we can probably segue to that now. Actually, so if we can get the which file was it? It's uh, one of the images of the software. Um, it's with the with the video, but it's just the images. Yeah, we can then. Yeah. yeah so here's a better example. So. Here's a picture of a of a session, um, a test session that I did recently, and so that's the plugin itself. So typically, like if I were to do this without a headset, I would have to grab that little, little point right, right there, here. drag yeah, so it, and automate it. If you can imagine, if you've got think of a graph paper, and you're at the zero, you're in the middle of the head is at the middle. You're looking top down. Um, you can click and drag sounds positionally. So if it's mm-hmm. behind you, you can click and drag it behind you on the quadrant. Um, yeah. Which is, I mean, it seems pretty intuitive. Yeah, it is intuitive, but... Until you're trying to 
keyframe it with a moving image. Like if something's driving by, you don't get to see it on that little mini map. Right. Traditionally, right? traditionally, like I'll I'll go into write automation mode and then I'll grab that point and I'll watch the screen and I'll try and follow along with it. Interesting. So you have to yes. put yourself into that perspective mentally. Like mentally. you're having to use your third eye to put yourself exactly. right. So you're that's, taking yeah, that's you tough. Have some, have some foresight. Not very precise. No, it's either. not at all. Not, yeah. Okay. So no. you're constantly taking pass after pass and you're like, okay, that's getting better. You're you're taking practice passes. So, you know, if you're looking at content where it's like 15 seconds long, 15 seconds starts adding yeah. up and then you still got to do much more automation for other sounds. Yeah. So um what about okay, so when we go from here that's the water heater. The water oh, okay. Heater I was like, I wasn't sure what that was. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this is this is part of uh, Deer VR, right? Yes, this is their plugin, which is great. Into Reaper, yes. or yes. for 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 Reaper, yes. for Reaper. So if we if we actually if we zoom out now, um, yeah, go ahead and zoom out a little bit. Keep going. There's some pretty cool room presets too. Is that pretty yeah. standard with any type of? So Facebook's had had theirs, but this is much more intuitive, and they already have like great room modeling. So okay. you have that sound source, and it can feed into that reverb, and then you also have these reflections that kind of help give you like a, a better emulation of what that space is like. But yeah. down, so there's there's two <laughs> things I want to point out. So on the far right, there's the output format. Yeah. So the test that we were doing, Rob, Rob and I uh, recently got their beta for their multi uh, the multi channel surround option. And so we just ran it through our audio receiver at home and set up like a 5-1 surround system. Mm -hmm. And so we can actually select our output and say, okay, we want 5-1 or 7-1, and it goes up even higher to like 7.1.2. And what that means is you have seven surround speakers, a sub, and then you have two height channels. So now we're getting uh, into height as well. That's cool. Yeah. So all of this to say that you get that flexibility, but at the same time, you can change the output to binaural or ambisonic. So it's as simple as changing outputs rather than having to restructure my Which is one of the complications. Yeah. So we look at it on the client side. One of the spatial audio is, it, I mean, I, I would imagine it still is. I mean, for anybody who's thinking about sound design being just affecting the levels of a certain track, this is, especially when we talk about virtual no. reality, no. you guys are going to find out throughout this interview, if you haven't already, that there's so much more to it. Um, you guys are thinking about okay, how big is this room? What type of materials are in the room? How does that mm -hmm. affect the sound? How does mm -hmm. that like? How yeah. do you make this the most realistic possible, uh, as realistic as possible? Yeah, uh, and it sounds like a lot of these tools um, alleviate that. And if you look at the top right there, so this is where we'll get into the video in a second. So that spatial connect head tracking. Head tracking. This is like this is the golden moment for this because now you've got the option to adjust things very specifically, right? Like, or I can do it by hand with the mouse or now with the head tracking, it'll take all of that input there and I, I can see it in a headset. So oh, now I'm going to wow. be able to interact with sound objects and this translates yeah. to that plugin. Okay. Yeah. So I might as well pull up the video yeah. now. Yeah. You can pull up um, the video so you can now. See exactly. Uh, so everything up to this point is done without a headset. Yes. You, you, you don't have the headset on. And I think this is probably the coolest part. This is what it initially got my attention when I mm -hmm. first saw it. Uh, it the ability to being a visual learner and mm -hmm. then somebody who wants to be able to see the things and be able, this is it's tangible it's so cool <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like this this is the way that you it should be yes yeah yeah and and not only and, exactly. and not only just for VR and and the video is going to illustrate this but like I love doing post sound and being able to mm -hmm. work in like a a literal theater like in a mixing room yeah. in a theater 
and be able to pan things around. It's an amazing experience. That's cool. But now it's going to take that and give it that immersion where I can grab a sound and like bring it into a theater with surround sound. Oh, yeah. Like that's, that's crazy. Cool. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, you can go ahead and start it and we can kind of talk through it. All right. So this is essentially the that. So uh, hit pause for a sec. <laughs> So this is the transport, like like you would see in video world. You play, stop, pause, the whole thing. Play, stop. Yeah. So right now, uh, if you're just listening, the uh, there's an interface here that's giving you kind of your play controls. You have your play, stop, uh, next frame, previous frame. You can loop. Mm -hmm. um, looks like you can add some markers. Yep, exactly. Um, and on those bottom parts, those those four options there, mm -hmm. those are those are like windows, but they're these like like, modules. Mo they're essentially yes. modules. Yes. Yeah. Um, that give you more flexibility and control uh, of certain sound objects and things like that. So we can let that play. All right, so I'm just kind of like going through, like showing you just options here, and then I'll pull up. Some Julian, is this you uh, using it? Yeah. Yes. Oh, so and this is this 3D map that I was talking about earlier. So this gives you like an overview of the whole scene and everything in front of you. you get that right, front, left, top, bottom. But again, and so you can position. Yeah, all these uh, windows are things. move it wherever that's you want. Cool. Wherever yeah. you want. So those are like my virtual faders. Um, you build your perfect desk. Yeah, exactly. That, that's what I want for for editing. Exactly. I want Premiere to be able to do this. And so, and again, so these are some sound objects. So I I can literally grab each object and move them around as I need them to be. That's cool. Yep. So, and then and I can also bring the distance in as well. Yep. Oh, uh, that's cool. Forward, back. And whatever top left you know right bottom that's okay. and i can automate that as well so that could Key be frame a it? yeah so that okay. could be a car and i can also grab them just from that map and that's and a three-dimensional space which i think is really cool exactly. so yeah you can see them actually moving around this is it's a 3d think of a mini map if you've ever played video games down at the bottom when you have the mini map with the little blips from other people mm -hmm. and that's kind of it visually if, you, if you're listening that's kind of what we're it's a 3d it's a sphere yeah. And you can move those objects, those sounds, those little blips mm -hmm. in a three-dimensional space. Right. Exactly. And there's there's a scale there. It tells you how many how far away mm -hmm. it is in meters. I think is what it was. Can you change? Yeah, they're using meters. I actually I should have brought up the grid window, but it'll also give you degrees as well, so you oh, can get a sense of like how far back it can cool. go, and then at, at what degree point. So if I'm like Kyle, can you give me like a zero degree point at this point in the video? Then I know exactly gotcha. how far out I can bring things. That's awesome. Yeah, that's um, super cool. Um, <clears throat> So in, or sorry, is there, is there a little bit more of this? Video? Yeah, there is. So oh, okay. So again, with the monitoring, you could be mixing in, in uh, ambisonics and monitoring in binaural, or you can be doing this in surround. And this is just me kind of showing some more functionality for for anybody who's uh, already been kind of mixing for a little bit, just so they know. Uh, we can skip forward a little bit. So at one point, I'm going to bring up a demonstration video of a scene yeah so start there start there whoa okay so this is a sound design project that we did um and essentially what it is it's like we were given a clip with no audio and we had to do all the sound design over it so this would be like a the, the 2d video but what i'm going to show you is you can overlay like a theater in it so you can get kind of a sense of what it's like to mix in a theater cool. which that's is cool. pretty great i mean it, it's pretty accurate you can play the video and that's it looks like there's actually a movie screen yeah so that's actual <laughs> video exactly and i again like having this overlay is super helpful and so in the video there's like parts where there's a drone flying over and i have yeah. the sound of a sound design drone and you can see the object actually like automated and panning over 
I mean, this sounds like. So why isn't this as big of a deal as it should be? It needs to be. Yeah. That's I'm I'm trying trying to help get it there right now. <laughs> it solves so many. It solves so many problems. Would anybody who maybe has a um, a back? Oh, I guess you guys have the background in in, in Pro Tools and in mm-hmm. with yeah. This this was pretty intuitive that switch. Yeah, I, I feel like just the act of being in there, moving sounds physically. Yeah. Well, my, is intuitive. My prior experience was. Um, getting to mix in an actual like theater space uh-huh. and having again to grab sounds and and try and do the third eye movement of uh, where yeah, things yeah. are and i had the opportunity to do um some atmos stuff too and again like you had kind of that object space but again you're interfacing with a mouse and to me it's like this is kind of silly why can't i just grab the sound and see yeah. where it's going they're trying to 3d model yeah. with a paper and pencil <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah pretty much um, and to me, this solves all of that. And, and again, it's like, you know, I plan on bringing this into a proper mix environment, um, mm-hmm. especially when we do Blake stuff. But the fact that I could just take an HDMI cord and run it into like a theater stereo system <sighs> and have five one in my room yep. and just move so stuff easy. around is amazing. Yeah. Now, could you, so, um, as a 360 video content creator, is this something that, um, once the mix, so we have the, we put mm-hmm. together the edit. I send it to you guys. You guys do the mix. Mm-hmm. How does that then get back into something like Premiere or is it something that you have to export? Because you have to take it into Unity, right? In order to do that visualization, is that correct? Or are you doing that within? Well, the the Unity aspect that they have is for, it's not for specifically creating the video. There is a Unity aspect, but that is their own uh, audio spatializer SDK that's separate from this specific oh. process that's for creating um, those 3d sounds in an actual game engine um, where I can kind of go into what the game engine is important for uh, for something like this uh, yeah so yeah, please sure so um, you know once you actually have the full video and the ambisonic options uh, for example a tool like unity which is something I've been using a lot um, you can create 360 video players inside of unity mm-hmm. and you can ha- like host those offline you can put those on any headset so any gear VR PlayStation mm-hmm. oculus Vive quest whatever yeah and you can host any 360 content that you can that you want on there and it doesn't stop at that as well because you can put it on mobile devices right uh, even desktop devices as well Um so this, so Dear VR, once you have your spatial audio mix, mm-hmm. is it then possible? Because for people that don't know, YouTube and Facebook are totally different when we talk about spatial audio. You are having to essentially create two separate mixes for both those platforms, depending on where you're putting out the video, right? Yes. When we're talking specifically 360 video. Yes. Um, does Dear VR make it to where you don't have to do that? Or does it make it to where it makes that process so much easier? It makes the process certainly easier. Yeah. The, okay. That that hiccup point that you're talking about, that's kind of like the traffic jam for us. It's like, yeah. um, that's the encoding process. So like for YouTube, they'll want, they can't do headlock stereo, but you can have four channel ambisonics. Mm-hmm. With Facebook, you can do, I think up to 16 um, channel ambisonics or which that's and, insane. Insane. Yeah, and and third have order, like, yeah, third thir- order. Yeah, third order. And then have a head locked as well. Gotcha. So for us, like, yeah, we can just flip an output and it's like, okay, great. We can have a 16 channel and then we can have the four. But with, again, with YouTube, like, we may not be able to include, you know, the headlock. The headlock. Which yeah. headlock, if if nobody knows, um, headlock is kind of that 
that if you have voiceover in something, let's say you're in a 360 space, it's like wearing headphones. Like, what are you hearing yeah. in your headphones? Mm-hmm. Static. Um, it's static. It yeah, it's it, not moving it, around. It doesn't sound like it's coming from any one specific place. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so what? So this is improving turnaround speed. It, like, it essentially allows you to to operate more efficiently, more effectively. Right. Certainly. Um, what would take us a month? You know, doing our jobs correctly, you know, not trying to rush it out the door. Like, yeah, we could turn it around probably half that time. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> yeah. So how many? So this type of process here, traditional. Uh, so we're we're in Nashville. A lot yeah. of audio, yeah. engine, a lot of studios. Is this something that any one of those uh, studios could take advantage of, or is this specific to immersive content? Oh, they certainly could. Um, yeah. And nowadays, I've I've been seeing around uh, different facilities have actually been incorporating. Atmos systems into their control rooms, which is amazing. Um, What's special about Atmos for for anybody that doesn't know? It's essentially 3D audio. I mean, you're in like a listening environment and they've got all these speakers around you trying to put in layman's and you can essentially position audio anywhere in that space without headphones. I mean, like you're having 3D sounds come in and around you. It's amazing. And it's mostly for theater applications. Yeah, so like if you go to a movie theater, like that's where you'll experience it. But, you know, with where things are going, um, you know, Apple adopting uh, a lot of Dolby stuff. Uh, Sony's doing their own kind of 3D sound. Like you could wear headphones and have a 3D audio experience. Oh, that's cool. uh, And they're doing that with music too, by the way. So it's oh, not, when they when they actually the way they're capturing the music, the way they're actually recording the music. So like the way that we recorded the music, that yeah. that's totally appropriate. But the way that they're mixing it down and, and giving you that delivery, like they're now tur- like Universal is turning around mixes in 3D now. Like you could potentially listen to like Elton John in 3D. Wow. Yeah. So oh, I mean, man. that's that's where it's going. It's like a, it's like kind of the jump between dvd and blu-ray it's kind of like it's like it's a jump in clarity it's a jump in like like you just get more and right you yeah just, you and just it, get a little bit more a better a better analogy i like is from going from mono to stereo there we go that's it yeah that's <laughs> an even better one video guy over here yeah over there. <laughs> but, and and the last thing too something that i noticed when when we actually were trying out the deer vr with our, our surround system at home um the thing that got me the most was that the sound was much more impressionable it felt like i was more there i think just having mm. something about that air in between the speaker and like my ear like i'm actually picking it up in another space gotcha. that excited yeah. me not only just for the mixing and like what our content could be but you know like if i decide to play a game in vr like i now have a reason to go out and buy a surround system because i'm going to have sounds coming at That's me cool. rather than just yeah. in my ears do you, so do you think there's an advantage to listen so you do you prefer to have just speakers on the outside as opposed to headphones uh yes i mean yeah. just just for like the pure like the fun of it yeah, yeah. absolutely there's, there's a lot of trade-offs but i would have to agree just the sounds really feel much more natural to your ears rather than having this thing you know playing sounds yeah right it's in very close yeah it's, it's mm-hmm. so close it's, it's hard so... to, it's hard to emulate that room feeling that yeah you're actually in a space and especially if you have like a subwoofer too because yeah. now you're getting the woofer the woofer, yeah, like, you know, to like to play like No Man's Sky and like explosions are going like that yeah. would feel much more present. Yeah, yeah. I I never thought to to just set up a surround sound for VR because VR has always been so headphone based. It's like yeah. everywhere you go, and it, you know, a, a lot of that purpose is to keep out drown out. It's for the immersion. But if you're in a controlled environment. Like why not set? Yeah, like why not go down in your living room and just be like, okay, let's uh, let's <laughs> it's have a let's, yeah. it's game time. <laughs> so what? Experimenting with this software, 
have you found any limitations? Are there any, is there anything that you're you just kind of left like that would be really cool if we could do that. Uh, I guess well, there's a, a letter to the developers. Yeah. It, so one. Th- well. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. One thing that we want to really do is because right now we have our our uh, computer that we have all of this on right now, mm-hmm. and we would like to be able to take that to the studio and mm. have this DRVR, uh, you know, <clears throat> introduce it. Excuse me. Have it connected to all the studio speakers, um, but having to take an entire computer desktop computer yeah it's having to set up a HTC Vive it's a process so that's one that's one small limitation that we've we're trying to figure out but I I think you should talk on that a little bit more though too because I mean we were using uh, you know uh, like bridging tools to be able to connect to your quest yeah so we've been we've been testing out running quests on Steam VR basically yeah, uh, over over the internet, um, pretty nerdy. Uh, over, over the interwebs. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so we've been able to use this this software with a Quest um, using that That's s- cool. Steam VR emulation. There's still some latency issues, right? Uh, just a f- some compression issues because everything's going over the internet. Is that because that Dear VR is only compatible with Steam VR? Uh, or can you can will it work with Oculus? The uh, yeah, just the way I, I believe it will work with Oculus, um, okay. but I think it might still be through Steam VR. I'm not exactly okay, sure, but gotcha. it's just yeah. des- desktop based right now. Gotcha. PC VR. Exactly. Got it. Because you have to you have to have that connection to your your uh, workstation yeah. um, inside of there. So that that is one limitation. Uh, Do you think yeah, the link will fix, fix that? Yeah. Uh, okay. Cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Definitely. We're <laughs> that's so awesome. excited for the link. <laughs> Can't wait for that. Yeah. But just to, like, and that's the thing. Like, if we can walk into like a control room, like if we do do a setup like that, to, and to just quickly put on the headset and not have cables or anything yeah. else have like to that. Set up tripods everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Turn for, it on and it plug it in and just works. And it works. The downside of. And I, I think it, I think it will get exactly. there because I, I I remember asking them a few questions and they're definitely looking into that sort of thing. But again, just the no cables and and portability factor is just that would be great. <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> so somebody, um, when we look at the end consumer, when we look at the people that are going to be, who do you feel most? I guess it's just, this is for the audio engineering world, like the, yeah. the people who, who makes it, this is a tool built for them. Right? Yes. Yeah. And, and, and improving all the time. And this is something that they can use that'll save time and save money. And you, potentially make better work. Why yeah. is this not a thing? <laughs> why, I, don't, I don't know. Why and is this not bigger than it is? It's, it, it, it's definitely, it's definitely getting some attention. I know Sennheiser is now a big part of, Really? VR, like they're on yes. board with that. So, like that's, when we that's encouraging. Yeah, like when we uh, when we were recording uh, with with Blake, we were mindful to use like a Sennheiser Ambio mic, not just you know f- for that, but like it's right. going to tailor better to the compatibility. Yeah. It's just it's going to be better. It's going to be easier, smoother, faster. So, they're they're on it. I just I would like to see this. I would like to see Dolby <laughs> go. Oh, that's it. And you know, yeah, yeah, gobble them up. Yeah, well, like just make you know, be a part of that and realize like that's how you do it. Like, yeah, no more of this interfacing via a mouse. Would that that would require an investment from a studio to to buy a headset, right? That's correct. They'd have to, and most likely a computer that can run to run, yeah, and a learn and a bit of a learning curve, yeah, too. You know that they have to be willing to do that, which is why I think the second it gets compatible with something like the Quest, it's going to 
make it that much more palatable. Yeah, that's for sure. That's super cool. And what are you, so you, you're working on the Blake Ruby mm-hmm. uh, project using Dear VR. And you said you had this sample that, um, where you're in the theater. Are you using it on any other thing? Is there anything that you you uh, any projects that you guys are working on that like you're excited to use this on? Or where do you where where do you want to like what type of project? What's the ideal project for this? Is yeah. it the Blake Ruby? Because I feel like Blake Ruby's is great, but I yeah. I think having I think having more uh, like moving parts mm. things where like more of a cinema like a, a cinema experience exactly, and yeah. like with the volumetric capture like why i got so excited about that is like wow we could do this kind of cool three-dimensional you know capture yeah and now that's more stuff that i can assign sounds to and do that quickly and if that was you know a video format with the 3d element it's like you know here we go like i just gotta grab stuff and and automate it so if you so coming from a a production studio so 360 video studio that's Mm -hmm. primarily what we do um, if you were working with other 360 videos, what what does that process look like? If I'm if I'm a, a, a potential client, it's like, hey, I have mm-hmm. this 360 video, I need some spatial audio done, and they give it to you. Like what? Yeah, that's actually that's a good. Like thing to what talk is about. that? What does that look like for them? Like what are they going to be getting back in return? Like what? How are they going to incorporate? Is it, it does the process not change for them? Like it's it's business as usual for spatial audio. It just makes it easier on you guys. How does that how does that work? Uh, that's a that's a good question. Um, something we're trying to still still figure out at the moment. Yeah. Um, but it is going to be mostly business as usual. Yeah. Because um, it's mainly just the tools for us that's changed. The interfacing that we do with the customer. Um, yeah. Is not is not should not change very much just because the the tools change. The main thing that changes is how we work and how quickly we can. Uh, Click how quickly we yeah. Can work. I mean, one one thing I th- I know you know pretty well too is like the excitement factor. Like when you go and capture something, the client's like excited to see it, mm-hmm. or you know, in our case, like to hear it. It's being able to give them that turnaround quickly, and, yeah. You know, to remain excited about it. You know, there's they don't have to they don't have to wait on that any longer. And the fact that like we can do it this way means that it's going to be more well represented, and I can spend more time designing sounds. Rather than just trying to get stuff in quickly, specialized, right? Yes. So, yeah, like, yeah. if we go on a set with you, it's like you know, for us, it's like dialogue is going to be the most important thing. And if we can grab some ambiences and bring an ambio mic, then great. But I mean, a lot of that time later is us, you know, hunting or designing sounds or doing foley. Yeah, yeah, and this, which is all this tool is also helping you design. Mm-hmm. Um, is this something that you could possibly even have if if I'm a filmmaker who is trying to sell spatial audio which i you know we fully believe that mm-hmm. spatial audio needs to be included in that in a 360 video especially if you're gonna if you're gonna consume something in a headset when we're talking yeah. vr mm-hmm. and 360 video it's imperative that yeah it's necessary spatial audio. it's completely necessary is it something that while on set does this make it to where you could even turn around a rough experience day up for like for dailies i mean for for if I have a client who's who's sitting next to me and they're like I, I want to see what this sounds like Let, let's hear the difference is that something that's even possible because of tools like this I would say it's more possible for sure yeah, more possible, it would just yeah. depend on the circumstances like was the audio good that day but at least yeah. to get like <laughs> <What's>, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but at least to get like I mean a lot of times like with with post audio you'll have like temp sound effects at least getting yeah. like temporary sounds and things like that you can definitely get a pretty clear idea quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Now that's that the other the sound design aspect of it is the other time consuming part. Yeah. Uh, where I think that's the art of it. Or a lot of the I mean it, it is an art. Yeah. It's not something mm-hmm. they can just Exactly. Yeah. 
Um, you can, and so that's, that's the other thing that does consume a lot of time. Um, whereas this, the deer VR doesn't, you know, it'll help us spatialize it and it'll help us find that perfect balance, but actually creating it and finding it, um, it does not help with, unfortunately, just yet. Uh, <laughs> just <laughs> okay. yet. We'll see. Maybe, maybe, maybe yep. they'll come up with something, something like yeah. that. <laughs> That's super cool. Well, dude, this was, uh, I mean, I, we, we spent a lot of time talking about Dear VR, but it is a big deal. And I want to yes. reiterate that to anybody who's listening. This is the reason why we spent this much time talking about it. Is it, it is potentially going to change the way that you guys spatialize audio mm-hmm, from certainly. here on out. Yeah, and this oh, is not absolutely. something that this is this is a this is a tool that's going to make a big difference. We're never going back to Facebook's yeah. tools. <laughs> we'll never go it's back. over. You heard it here first. <laughs> yeah, the official breakup call. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, anybody, I would I would highly recommend anybody who's considering looking into some new tools this is the number one tool i would yeah. recommend for any Making sort of space is it what is it what does it cost right now it's not cheap you can get it, you can get deals depending on the the time of the year um, right. but it's a few hundred dollars for yeah. like buy the product outright or is it a monthly subscriber? No, no monthly. Yeah, just you buy it. Buy nice. it right. Yeah, let's, uh, we, <laughs> we appreciate that. It's a good, nice change of pace. Oh, no, was, I was just going to say, it's like, for me, it's been worth every penny. I mean, yeah. it, it's under That's a thousand, cool. but like. It, Hashtag not an ad. This is yeah, not an ad. It's, not an ad. It, we, it's just a great product that you guys have yeah. been enjoying. Uh, and I think it's really cool, too. Uh, I'm excited to be able to see what you guys do yes. yeah. uh and I, I really i want the opportunity to actually see you guys in action yeah but until then thanks for coming in guys yeah thanks thank for, you dude yeah, yeah thanks for having us see you hi i mean i'm gonna see you right now <laughs> <laughs> you're not going anywhere we're just gonna hang out right after but <laughs> thanks for coming Guys, I hope you enjoyed this time that we got to spend with Robert and Julian. They're they're good friends of mine. They started out as interns, and now they're they're starting off. They're flying away on their own little journey of professionalism and, and doing the things that they do in the industry. It's really exciting to talk to them. If you enjoyed it, if you have any more further, if you have questions for them, drop them down in the comment section down below. And don't forget, if you've been enjoying this, give us a like, subscribe, check us out. We're on all the platforms. If you watch this on video, we've got audio versions too. You can check it out on Spotify, Google Play. Apple Podcasts, uh, you know, a couple other places, but we're also, we got Facebook and YouTube. So check us out there. And you know, what we did, we created this show because there are a lot of talented, immersive content creators out there, but there aren't a whole lot of platforms to them for them to show what they're doing. So that's what we want to do. We want to give them a platform to be able to speak about the cool things that they're doing. If you know somebody like that, let us know. You can email me, Kyle at actualityvr.com, and you can uh, let us know if you, if you know somebody who wants to be on the show. But that all being said, guys, thanks so much for joining. Don't forget, Actual VR Show comes out every Monday and the podcast every Friday. But until then, I'll see you next time. Peace out.